Hey everybody, what is up and what is good? Welcome to season nine of the Prep Zone Preview. You're probably thinking this is on your sidelines, Jack, but during football season, we're going to combine the two shows, give you the best of both worlds. So on your sidelines is going to present the Prep Zone Preview this season. As always, Sports Director Rex Castillo on the other side. Good brother. Football is finally back. Welcome finally back. To game week, everybody. Really excited. Welcome to what? Season nine, Jack, of this? We're doing season nine. Almost a decade of doing this. Really excited to bring back the Prep Zone preview. Always love doing this format, kind of giving you guys an inside look of what we think, of what we observe, and what we've seen at practice. Always really exciting to talk to all these teams, Jack. And as you like to say, no warming up in the bullpen when it comes to kicking off the season. Exactly. We have a loaded slate of games Man. on Thursday night, Rex. We got four Thursday games this week. Love it. Absolutely crazy, and we start with a big-time Muskogee County showdown between Carver and Hardaway. So we've talked with uh, the Carver Tigers, who have a new head coach in uh, Pierre Coffey. Really strange that Corey Joyner, who has been the leader of the helm for that for four years, and it seems like that entire project uh, of his getting to the state championship game, allowing them to be so close to winning it all, that's what he was hired to do. Obviously, Corey Joyner moving on to bigger and better things. And if it was the right move for him and his family, no one can hate that choice. We're going to miss him here. But they found a guy in Pierre Coffey who you and a lot of people around the city said that's a home run hire. Uh, check out In the Trenches, a little selfish plug for here at WRBL News 3. Um, our kind of hard knocks version of a pre of preseason camp with the, with the Tigers and Jack. From the jump, Pierre Coffey made it simple. We understand the, what the, what the uh, standard is. We understand what the pressure is. We understand what the passion is. It's championship time. We are here to win a state title for Carver, and the players are completely on board. If you ever want to see a team locked in, just go to a Carver practice. Exactly, Rex. And you talked about how, it, you know, Close they were. They were very, very close. Honestly, one or two plays away from winning a state championship last year and then having so much changeover. But, you know, everything we've seen went in the trenches, which, by the way, you should definitely go watch. Shameless <laughs> plug. But you should definitely go check, out, check that out after you finish listening to this. But, my goodness, man. You know, and a lot of people around the state still believe Carver, and they're moving down from 4A to 3A can definitely be a player in Class 3A this season. And then when you talk about the Hardaway Hawks, you're talking about a team staying in Class 4A, one right. of the few teams that stayed in Class 4A. And then you're talking about, you know, you know the biggest the biggest playmaker on that team, Michael Williams, mm -hmm. obviously off the UGA now, you know, is about filling those gaps. But they still have a lot of players still left over and going into Coach um, Corey Thompson's second season. When you when you try to replace a Michael, you can't. I mean, the, the man was a five-star stud. Who was going? Who could have gone anywhere he wanted to? So shout out to Kirby Smart and, and Del McGee for picking up that five star recruit. Jack obviously very happy about that. But um, what we see with Corey Thompson is that you know in his second year he's a guy who's won everywhere. Now he comes into a situation where Hardaway was kind of in the shadows, but they're always the rising power in our opinion. We saw them that they were constantly getting better and better and better. They're so determined to be that team in the city. And sure, I, I'm going to miss the inner city rivalries because, yeah, they're already rivals just because they're neighbors, but they're not region champion matchups anymore. But I think I think Hardaway, what a way to test yourself out this way. Uh, Coach Corey is a guy who's going to say, like, look, I understand that this game might not matter in the region, but they're not going to back down from anybody. I'm really interested to see what they're going to do. Conditioning has been their priority this year. You need that in Class 4A because if you're going to stay up in that in those ranks, it's going to be a, another gauntlet. It's never easy around the state, but hey, man. 
It's going to be tough. You talked about that conditioning. You know, Coach Thompson went at Muskogee County Media Day, talked about how he doesn't have his (laughs) players do anything that he doesn't do himself. So it's the Brian Harson model, right? Exactly. (laughs) So, I mean, if it works, it works. And uh, go back to your point about having those inner city rivalries. I think you're going to see a lot of that in the non-region schedules now. And you're going to see, you know, they're going to be litmus test games for a lot of teams. You know, this is a litmus test game for both Carver and Hardaway to see where they are in week one and what they can do to progress as we get go deeper into the season. We know that there are D1 guys on at Carver. I mean, uh, Darren Reed is going to LSU. Uh, there's an offensive lineman. Kellen go- Smith. Kellen Smith, he's going to Georgia. And they have a bunch of guys like Javion Scoot-Luster and Jamari Riley and uh, all these other guys that we that you'll get to know. Uh, Myquan Merriweather, I'm trying to name all the guys that I, can, that I interviewed. Uh, they're all guys who have looks at the next level. These are guys who are going to play on Saturdays, Sundays maybe. But these are guys that, you know, Hardaway has to line up against, and Hardaway is going to be able to have, they're going to have to answer the bell. There's no other choice about it. One thing we will know about the Hawks, Jack, they won't run away from a challenge. Absolutely not. And it's going to be a fun time at Memorial Stadium on Thursday night. And one thing about non-region play, that it gives you opportunities to have unique Mm matchups. And this one is a very unique matchup. It's going to go down on Thursday night as well. LaGrange heading to Smith Station. And man, oh man, LaGrange looked really impressive in their scrimmage against Harris County earlier this week. Jack sent me a text message about the score from the LaGrange Harris County game. I think it was in the second quarter and they were up 35 nothing already, right? So, yeah. coach Napier isn't playing around. Tell me from what you saw on the sidelines, how how much have the Grangers progressed in this next year with coach Napier? It's really scary to see how smooth they looked in a scrimmage. That's crazy. Okay? Because normally when you're in scrimmages, you know, you have all kinds of mess-ups. And not saying that they played a perfect game. Right. But, you know, when they their execution was very, very smooth. And that's scary because, like, this is the NFL preseason. You're expecting, you know, false starts, bad passes, tip passes, just – to be honest, you know, knocking the rust off. You know, you know, the timing, not exactly there. The timing was there for just about everything they did. Yeah, there was a few penalties. Sure. You know, but that's to be expected. But their execution when it came to running plays and when it came to throwing, you know, the routes that the receivers right. were running, like, it was scary how precise and smooth it looked in, in, the, in a scrimmage game. You're not even at week one. So – if that is the LaGrange that we're going to get and just thinking that this team can get better throughout the season, and, you know, we've talked at length about how crazy that new region that LaGrange and Troop County is in. Oh, yeah. You know, if that is how LaGrange is going to play and it's going to need to be how LaGrange is going to play, then that should make everybody that's wearing blue and silver very happy. And when you go to a team like that, Harris County, obviously, what is still in 5A, the, these guys aren't afraid to punch punch up or punch down and wait with anybody. So you go to a team like Smith Station, a team that will always be able to uh, be great in, and try and be competitive in 7A. Um, this is, is going to be a huge test for, for what Smith Station can do, and it's going to be pretty outstanding to see uh, LaGrange pick up their game exactly where they left off. This was a team, Jack, that Carver had to go through, and it was not easy for them. LaGrange wants to take that next step, see what Smith Station can do. That'll be interesting. Smith Station, too, a team that seems like they're going through another growing pains year. But it should be interesting because they're getting a lot of vets back. Exactly. And this is, you know, what it's underrated what Mike Glisson has done at Smith Station. When you're talking about where Smith Station is, you know, when you got 
powers all over the place. You got Central next to you. You have Glenwood next to you. You know, when you go up towards Lee County, you have Opelika next to you. And, you know, you have a lot of competition for kids. And Smith Station has consistently, you know, especially you have to build with a lot. You know, you don't have the same things that some of these other programs have. So Smith Station, Smith Station does has done a lot of work. So by all means, you know, I can't wait to see what the Panthers look like coming out. I, like I said, when this schedule was released, this was a game that caught my eye because it's a game that you don't get to see often. And who doesn't love that, right? And I, I love the the fact that they go out to schedule games like this. Coach Glisson made it clear that no one is scheduling Smith Station because if they need a non-region game, no one wants to go there. Smith Station has to be in this gauntlet. Central and Auburn are just a drive away. They're in your region. Opelika now, too. Opelika now, too. These are teams that if they don't get to the deep rounds of the playoffs, it's a problem. There are going to be questions around there. Smith Station is a team that, you know, for better or for worse, you're in this in this. Gosh, I hate to use the word gauntlet over and over again, but I mean, it is It is what it is. You're in a place where everyone is swinging for the fences and wants a state championship. And you're going to, I think we told one of our good friends, Richard Holders, this is that it's a preview of what college football is going to look like. Exactly. AJ Harris is a five-star going to Georgia. And then you have Tamari Parker who could go anywhere that he wants to on Auburn high. We have kids who committed to Auburn and the, and the rest of the sec. I'm sure there are going to be plenty of prospects out there. So now you go up to LaGrange if you aren't recruiting LaGrange, please do. And I'm not telling you not how to do your job, Texas. I'm just saying look in West Georgia. But it'd be one of those things that I, these matchups are just so much fun. And I love how we're not playing the game of like, let's beat up on a 1A or 2A school just because we can. You're swinging for the fence. Right. No cupcake games and high school football around these parts. Exactly. And let's go to another game. And this one's going to be one that's going to tug on a lot of heartstrings. Yep. It's Marion County taking on Shaw at Connect Stadium. It's go. the first game for the Raiders since the passing of head coach Al Pellegrino. They're going to honor him at halftime. Rex, we've both been, you know covered this story at length about right. what this team has overcome and accomplished. Now they're getting ready to hit the field. When you talk about a team that has had to accomplish or overcome so much, it has to be this team. Uh, we, we've both spoken to Coach Pellegrino at length, um, you know, during other high school football stories, and he's a man who loved this community and was willing to put the shoulder the weight of what the Shaw family wanted in, on a football field. He had a great run with a couple of uh, kids when I first got here, and it was one of those things like Shaw's, Shaw's on its way. And if, as long as Coach P is at the helm, they're going to be fine. Um Shout out to Coach Blair Harrison. Uh, uh, absolutely. I mean, his family, what he's gone through personally, you know, he's still dealing with the grieving process of losing one of his best friends. And this was a dream, was that he just wanted to coach with his best friend in a region that they both knew very well and ha would have a lot of fun on. But um, unfortunately, you know, this was the plan. And Coach Harrison has done a tremendous job. I couldn't imagine the amount of strength, courage, and honestly just – faith he's had to have to to walk this path and credit to those kids as well one of the craziest things that i saw was a uh, coach p's kids after his funeral they came to a practice a lot it was still very weird uh the, the atmosphere was still very strange but uh, a pair of his sons coach pellegrino's sons came in told him told the team what their message was going to be and it was just amazing to see the pellegrino family still stand behind a, a team that his, their father invested so much in i think it's going to be a special night at connect 
just because again, it's in the pro if you're not from the Columbus area or you're not familiar with the stadiums here in the city, Kennett Stadium is directly behind Shaw High School. It's Shaw's home field. But for all intents and purposes, like it's the, Shaw's team, the team walks to the stadium whenever they play. Right. It's closer to it's closer to the field than Garrett Harrison is to Central High School in Phoenix City. And it's one of those things that I think that it's gonna be a moment. There's gonna I think it's gonna be somewhat cathartic. And but I think this team is gonna find a way to honor Coach P the West they can the best way they can. It's not going to be an easy game. It's going to be an emotional game. But I'm really looking forward to see how they will play. You as a Shaw alum, though, Jack, this is the time where Coach B gets really revved up. Have you had your pulse on the the Shaw family and what's going on there? You know, there's a a, a lot of people, and you know, I follow all the you know the pages and everything from yeah. the school, and you know, a lot of people are just trying to rally around the team right now. Yeah, you know, from the current group of Raiders to the alumni to the community at large. And a lot of people are just trying to rally around the kids and rally around the coaching staff. And, you know, Blair Harrison, you know, reached out to is that he hasn't had to, you know, the community has shown up and shown out as they like to say. And, you know, is it like I, you know, like you said, it, it won't be easy on Thursday night, but you know, it might, you know, I think cathartic is the word here is that, you know, while, you know, you, you miss coach P, 100%. you know, you're happy to be back on the field. And, you know, I think that's kind of the message here, you know, and I think, you know, Shaw's going to be fine. And, you know, it. They're, I, th- I think they're more looking to the game against Marion County. Marion County's no slouch. You that's know? A, yeah, that, that's another team that, you know, it, despite them being that small, tiny town in West Georgia, boy, can they ball. Yeah, exactly. Marion County's no slouch, so they have to be ready, you know. I under, they will, they, you know, they're going to honor Coach P the best way they can, but, you know, that won't be at, ha- you know, that won't just be at halftime. That's going to be how they play on the field. And I think, you know, and I know Coach Harrison, you know, I said this, I remember putting this in in a, one of the alumni chats that we have is that I've been I've seen Coach Harrison around a long time. Right. If there was anybody that needed to be in this position, like it's an unenviable position to start with. Yeah. But if there's anybody that could handle it, it's Coach Harrison. So I think the Raiders are in good hands. Good luck to them. Uh, you, I think you're absolutely right that Coach Harrison is a man of a tremendous faith and tremendous strength. Uh, and I think you're absolutely right, but this is not the way he wanted to be a head coach. No one wants it this way. Unfortunately, the game still have to be played. There's still there's still kids who want who love this game, and who knows this could be the extra juice they have. We don't know if it's going to be a fairy tale Hollywood ending uh, where they end up in the state championship game, but we know that they're going to play hard and they're going to exactly. play the right way. They're going to give it their all, and that's exactly the way Coach P would probably want it. Exactly. Uh, let's switch gears. Let's cross the state lines to Alabama. Our last Thursday game, and this one is. This one's got the makings of being a real good game. Oh, yeah. Lee Scott going to Chambers Academy. Lee Scott went to the semis last year. Chambers Academy went to the semis last year. Both have a lot lot of talent on their squads. Man, I really like this Lee Scott team, especially in the new new 3A and the AISA. Yeah. You know, I think they're a state title contender this year. We just said it was a matter of time until Buster Daniel got things right. We saw what he did at Valley. We saw what he does at pretty much every program he does. And like any coach, it takes time to install what you want, install all the aspects of the game. But installing culture has not been a problem. This is a team that plays their tail off. And I think one of the big games that we saw was when they beat Glenwood last year. Glenwood has had a chokehold on that uh, on that classification, and, and specifically locally. Like, Glenwood was the team to beat. And they did it. So Lee Scott, they're ready to take that next step. Whether that be a state championship, 
That's not out of the that's not out of the question anymore. So credit to Lee Scott for what they did. They're playing they're playing like their hair's on fire. And then you go to a team like Chambers Academy. Jack, I think it's for the first time in like eight years they have not been in the state championship game. It, it, it is forever ago. And Jason Allen and the team are pissed about that. So they made it very clear at Media Days. This is not the way we wanted to end our season, and we're mad. Now we're gonna give a team that's used to winning a lot. Something, a chip on their shoulder? Look, I don't care. <laughs> like I said, this is going to be a fun game. If They're a small school, but they might as well be playing Alabama, and they'll square up as much as they can. But I think this is a team that's on a mission, and what a way to start your season, to really see where you are. Where you are. I think we have two state title contenders in their respective classifications facing off. And when you see that, iron sharpens iron. Hopefully everyone comes out of that game healthy and you know and safe. But that sets you up for a tremendous run. And then, I mean, we'll talk about it next week, but Chambers Academy's first two weeks are just stacked. Very much so. And we will talk about that game next week for sure. That is, uh, when I saw the schedule, I'm like, they're playing who? I know, right? I was like, wait. So. I almost go up to Jason Allen. So it was like, Clemson not available? Was South Carolina not available? What are you doing? We want to play ball. All right. Exactly. So we'll get to that next week. But I can't wait for that matchup between Lee Scott and Chambers Academy. All four of these games you will see on News 3 Thursday night. Yes, sir. So be sure to tune in for that. And then let's start with our Friday slate and Rex. Mm-hmm. The Central Red Devils yep. are at it again. Here we go. Playing these top teams in the state again. <laughs> Hewitt Trustville. It's a top five matchup week one. Yeah, why not? Let's start off the season that way, shall we? Uh, a little bit of history. I know it's not a baseball diamond, but Hewitt and Central, their fan bases go at it, and they they are passionate about each about go about winning games and all that. Um, so Central beat Hewitt Trustful in the baseball state championship in three games. It looked like Hewitt Trustful was going to run run away with it. They had guys going to D one Power Five schools. Central was just deep. They dug in their heels and they won the state championship, first one in school history. A really magical time in Jacksonville uh, State. But now you bring it to the football field. This is what Central does. This is what they prided themselves on: is you know setting the tone for a championship culture with the football team. And they got dudes. When I'm saying they got dudes, we mentioned him earlier. A guy like A.J. Harris is now a Central Red Devil. Yep. So he was balling out in the AISA. Once again, the founding member of the News 3, do not kick it to him club. Still applies at the Class 7A level at the HSAA. I do think it if you want to. It's The rest is on you. You, you're, you. It's a guy gave you free will. And if you want to do that, the consequences are yours. But you're looking at a program that constantly puts out Power 5 prospects. They're going up against Hewitt Trustful, another team, tremendous amount of pride, historically great. And Central gets to kick this thing off at home, which I think is really special. Exactly. And they're excited because you've got to remember, there's been updates to Gary Harrison Stadium, too. They got a new fancy LED lights there. So they're, you know, they're going to do it all right. You know, Central ain't never been had a problem putting on a party. And it will be a party Friday night at Gary Harrison Stadium. And, you know, we, we talk about A.J. Harris, but one player we did not talk about yeah. is the guy that was essentially on the top three on three all season last year, and that's Carmelo English. Going to Auburn. Gosh, man. War Eagle and Stay Mello. I mean, this kid who is just – Stay Mello seems like the most appropriate thing for him when we say it just because he looks so calm every time he does it. The man makes the most ridiculous one-handed catch in front of you 
and just stares at the, like this dude. This is what I do. Yeah, this is exactly this, what I do. This is nothing. You throw it up to Deuce. This is I'm gonna come down with the ball. Exactly. It's that simple. And I think he's a kid because there is gonna be a new quarterback there. Caleb Nix did a phenomenal job running Patrick Nix's offense. The biggest adjustment we have to see is who's gonna be under center and who can take those reins up. It helps when you have Carmelo Inglis to throw it up to because if you're ever in trouble, find him, throw it in the area. It'll work. And really excited to see Carmelo, who was going to Cincinnati, making his choice to go to the SEC. Don't blame him. And it's one of those things that, like, this is a kid who's only going to get better. He was so – I thought he was ready to leave this year. I thought he was a senior last year. I'll have to be honest. If we get another year of this, it's going to be a special year, man. Yeah, he's going to be on the top three on three again. Uh, yeah, yeah, just we'll, yeah. Re- we'll reserve a spot for you, Melo. I mean, that that's pretty much where we're at. And once again, a top five matchup going down and another top five matchup. I love our job sometimes, man. <laughs> Hoover and Auburn yep. in the AHSA Champions Classic in yep. Montgomery. Like, I guess it, there's just really, uh, once again, we say it again, there's no warming up in the bullpen. Auburn played IMG last year at home. Now they start with the brand that is Hoover, going under a massive uh, brand change. Josh Niblett now on the Georgia side. Mm-hmm. He's at Greenville, right? He's at Gainesville. Gainesville, thank He's you. He's at Deshaun Watson School. Gotcha. He's at uh, Gainesville High, so making that transition there. This is obviously a team in Hoover that wants to reclaim the Hoover brand. When you play Hoover, you expect the two-a-days thing, you know, the, the days of them riding them into the state championship game. Those have gone away a little bit. Thompson has had a stranglehold well, on we this still, We still got to remember that, you know, while Thompson has had a stranglehold, who have they played in the Final Four every year? It's either Hoover. Central. Yeah. It's, final, Hoover. it's Hoover on that side. You write in Thompson it's Hoover. It's Hoover, Thompson on one side, and it's Auburn, Auburn Central, Central on the other. Which you pretty much could write it in this year again. Again, we still have games to play. That's why they play them. But you're right. That has been the copy-paste Final Four for the past three years. Exactly. And it's, again, this, so this is a team like this could be a state championship preview. Who knows what the season's gonna what's going to happen this season, you know, barring injuries and whatnot. But, yeah, Hoover is a team that's, tired of finishing in third or fourth place at this point they're tired of a team because they, they have to play thompson they have to go through thompson to get to auburn this year thank goodness it's in jordan hair for logistical reasons but you know it's one of those things that like this is a this is a program like central that puts out d1 talent you know this was a uh, george pickens high school mm-hmm. a school where um kids expect to go to power five and there's so much expectation there flip side Auburn's the same way exactly so and you got and you got to remember that year two under keith etheridge now and then on top of that, you still got players on that team who were this close to winning a state championship. I know it. And, you know, it, it all fell apart. And I, I really think that, like, honestly, they could have beaten IMG. If, you know, one or two bad breaks here. It wasn't the blowout. Auburn was not Bishop Sycamore. Surprise, surprise. But it's one of those things that that Final Four game against Central, that felt like a championship game. It was ridiculous. And who knows how they would have fared against Thompson. This is a team that wants that next step badly. Exactly. They're, they're practically pushing in the door at this point. They just need to knock it down. Exactly. So, once again, another litmus test game to see where you at, how you compare to some of the powers of the state. Right. Powers of the Southeast, honestly. <laughs> like, for both Auburn and Central, can't wait for both of those games. The gate? Could you imagine what the gate numbers are going to be for that game? Because if you put that at the Duck or at, Ho- or at the Hoover Met, you're selling out the place. Exactly. So, congratulations to Montgomery. You, you picked a good one. I mean, the Crampton Bowl might still sell out. <laughs> definitely might. It definitely might. So, let's uh, flip things back over to the Georgia yes, side. Sir. And one of the great rivalries in Muskogee County, Columbus and Northside at Connect Stadium. You got a Northside team that is finally healthy. And that is what Coach O has had to fight. Malachi Hosley is a dude. That's a guy who we could honestly put him in the top three as well. 
or at least a guy who we, you have to watch every single time. He's from what I understand, he's only gotten bigger and faster. Yes, Scary. I can vouch. I can. I can about verify that. So Coach O is a guy who had to come in, took over during the, the pandemic year. That adjustment's weird, installing a new culture. But everyone is starting to buy in a little bit more. And year a three? little bit more. And under year three, this is the time where this is now Coach O's team. All the freshmen, the sophomore, and even the upperclassmen know his system now. And they're, they're very familiar with him. You go up against Columbus, a team that is also in transition. A lot of great dudes left. JPP, Robert Edwards, a lot of guys left. So Phil Marino, I have to give credit to him. Despite the challenges of his job, because again, you're sharing the city, the talent in the city with the Spencers, the Carvers, the uh, the the North Sides, the Shaws of the world, they're not a slouch. This oh. is a team that always fights really, really well. This is a team that always overachieves. And but I think they want to get to that point where like we're tired of being like cool going to the party or being the cool kid who gets to the party every once in a while. They want to make some noise. Exactly. They have big shoes to fill though. Let's be honest. Honestly, now we got to remember this is a team that's also moving down to three A as well. And that's a good point too. So you know, an opportunity there as well. So I honestly, I you know, I do realize that you know it's tough replacing a JP Powell or a Robert Edwards. Right. But. They have some dudes, too. They, uh, they got a lot of guys who are still there from the team right. last year. And honestly, I don't, I don't, and we got to remember that when JPP was injured last year, their backup quarterback got a lot of playing time. And now now it's his now it's his show. Exactly. So I think Phil Marino, like many coaches have said around this offseason, it's time for guys to step up. And you have to. Columbus Blue Devil football is exciting. And when it's good, it's really, really good. It really is. So... I'm really excited to see, as you said, a litmus test. Northside's still in that 5A classification. Yep. That's a team now with Coach O, who's who's coached at pretty high levels. He's a very methodical football's coach. You know, he, he's a guy who, uh, here's my message, here's who I am. I'm not compromising any of that. We're seeing the Patriots start to become that. They're not compromising who they are. We know who we are. Just because you happen to wear that different uniform, now we got to play. Starting the season out with a blackout game, too. How exciting is that going to be? Oh, Connect Stadium is going to be rocking. That game is always a rival to two student sections. Oh, all, yeah. Like they, Rowdy is all get out. Exactly. So it's going to be fun regardless. And then you just add on all the other stuff, and it's just going to be a fun time at Connect Stadium. Football season is back, baby. Exactly. Now, let's shoot up 185 okay. for another one of these unique matchups. Opelika and Callaway opened the Man. season together again, and they've had some classics the last few years opening the seasons. I think one of the ones that stand out immediately is Tank Bigsby's senior year at Callaway High School. We saw that this was a kid who committed to Auburn and pretty much like, all right, he's going to run over everybody. Opelika football held him, held what Callaway to what, seven points that yep. game? So Opelika, a team like, I, I'm convinced that Coach Speakman has reached out to Auburn or, you know, some, some other group of five schools in the area. Hey, do you want to play? Just because he's in, in that 6A region, he's never compromised what he was. They were used to being in that 7A or that biggest classification with the Auburns and the Centrals. And they put him on the schedule every year. I'm like, what are you doing? And then you put Callaway on there. It's like, what are you doing? But Callaway, like, if you want some good old-fashioned, drag him out, hard-nosed football, that's going to be the game. And that's going to be really exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. You mentioned Opelika making that move to 7A this right. year. And then Callaway, they're still in 2A, but they're in a very tough region. Hello, Elka. So, oh, God. I can't wait for that game. <laughs> but, uh, man, these two squads, the last last year's game was an absolute thriller where mm -hmm. they where Callaway won it on a game-winning field goal. Man. 
Like I can't, I can. These two teams just put out classics every time they face off. If they want to just make this an annual rivalry, I think I we're mean, here it, for it. I think it's turned into one. And this is the they, non-region game that you have to put on the schedule. Like now. they've opened the season together every year for like the last five years, with the exception of the COVID year. And that's that's outstanding. I think just for Coach Speakman and for the Bulldogs in general, let's be honest. Like for them to embrace any challenge in front of them, that's the culture that they have at Opelika. Yes, we're this school that may not be the biggest school in the state, but we're going to play our tails off. And, and I love him with Callaway. Yeah. I mean, oh, what golly. what Coach Wiggins has done there. I mean, you know when you go up to watch a Callaway game, you're going to see some dudes up there. You're going to see dudes. You're going to see guys who play play their heart out, play tough, play smart. And now I think when we were, we were lucky enough to witness them win a state championship, finally, under the years under Coach Wiggins. Now that's becoming normal for them. Exactly. Like, let's start. Let's start. That's the goal now. I think it's really weird when you think about Callaway because – they went to the Final Four last year. They sure did. And that was supposed to be the rebuilding year. He pulled a Nick Saban, didn't he? He they pulled, pulled a Nick Saban before Saban they, did it. They, they, they were, that was our rebuilding year. You went to the Final Four, dude. So I, I I think with Callaway, expectations get sky high again. Yep. Now they're still in two-way, right? Yeah, but, and you know, a different region. They're a different playing, region. They're playing more Atlanta teams this year. Right. And, you know, like I told I you. I think that pays off better, though. I think so, too. And I think. That, man, I cannot you, wait going, for that Elka game. That's going to be great because those that's the caliber of teams they're going to have to see when it comes to Final Four at least exactly. time or even state championship time. So them getting that kind of exposure to the speed, the athletes, and the you know the schemes that they're going to see there, who knows, Elka, they could match up with them again down the line when the games matter even more. Mm-hmm. But a Coach Wiggins team, I, I've said this several times, people, I know it's getting old, but they don't back down. It's a hard, nope. it's a hard, like, Pale, bun, uh, pale lunchbox, hard hat kind of football team. Exactly. In Hogansville, they know how to breed football players. It's been a fact. Exactly. It's been a factory. So, thank you. Nicely done. Deshaun Coleman, though, a kid who, Dimitri Coleman's little brother, Dimitri Coleman, the, the quarterback for that state championship team, Deshaun has shown flashes. And I think a lot of people were like, you know what? Deshaun's Deshaun's um ceiling might be a little bit higher than Dimitri's because he's making throws that Dimitri could already make. Man, listen, I can't I can't wait to see these two teams clash once again. That game going down at Callaway Stadium. And man, it's just gonna be fun. Those if I could have a ticket for every game we would we would love to go to. Exactly. Week one, y'all. What are you doing? And we're not done yet. We still have so much more to go. Yep. We go down to Harris County where it's gonna be Troop County and Harris County. Obviously, Tanner Glisson, the Troop County Tigers right. of perennial power in our area. And then you got Harris County starting the new era under Tommy Watson, Jamie Foxx retiring. And, you know, I, you know, I think this is a real big test for both teams. Yeah. Cause both teams enter a drastically dig- different region this year. My thing is how much better can Teo Todd get? This kid is an, he's absolute- a junior, by the way, <laughs> an absolute walking highlight for Teo Todd. Uh, we've seen him get better. Uh, obviously every year, this is a kid who I think can now really find his football identity. Because I think his freshman and sophomore years, he realized that he was faster than everybody. He started using his arm way, way more his sophomore year. His junior year, I think, is going to be a huge jump for the for the Tigers. They're going to get back to that almost the, the explosiveness of what he is. He reminds me at times of what Kobe, Kobe Hudson was doing for quarterback for Troop County, which was pretty much he's the best player on the field, giving the ball. Yep. But Teo is, is now a guy who's starting to dissect defenses. That's going to be really interesting That for should me. frighten everybody. Hamilton, Georgia, too, is one of the best football environments you can be at. Mm-hmm. Sure, they're not right on you, but at the same time, this is a team that, that loves playing hard for their fan base, and their fan base loves being loud. Absolutely. Now, Coach Watson, what he's doing there – 
stumbled a little bit against the LaGrange team. But, but it's, it's it, a scrimmage. It's a scrimmage, and it's also apples and oranges because Coach Napier, what he's done with LaGrange, he's been there for a little while. Year three. He's year, it's year three for them, so they understand that system. They're still getting to know the system for Harris County. Maybe that was a good learning curve. Like, look, now you see what I was talking about, and I can now, now we've made the mistakes, let's correct them. Exactly. Coach Watson's a guy who obviously got this job because he knows how to coach football very, very well. Exactly. And not, not only that, but with that new region, you got a lot of time, a, few, a good amount of non-region games to work out the kinks before you get into the games that really matter. And that, that'll be interesting for the Tigers. Always a team that, you know, you know the home of uh, Taquan Marshall and Tay, uh, Tay Crowder and one Josh Pate. But it, it's a team that has – a rich football tradition, and now I think they're ready to, to make those deeper runs. They have a tough road. Don't get don't get me wrong, but who knows down the line? Maybe a third or fourth round, a third a third round appearance would not be out of the range of possibilities. Harris County's just got once again. It's another place just like Troop County, just like all across the Chattahoochee Valley that just got a lot of dudes. It's gonna be a, a, another another um, a, another night full of just plays being made left and right. Priority one has to be stopping Tao Todd though. And exactly. The problem is he has an arm and 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 wheels. So yeah, not only that, he's healthy. Yeah, that's crazy. That was the, that was the big thing that held True County back last year is that Tao was banged up. You know, in the middle of the year. Yeah. So, but he's got to learn to take those risks though when when it's appropriate and when it's not to. Because if you get if if he goes down, that's a lot of slack to pick up from everybody else. But it's Tanner Glisson who will have dudes ready to go. Exactly. So let's go to our first prep zone game of the week. Here voted, we go. Voted by you, the fans. Appreciate man. all the fans for showing out and showing up. But Jack, who is our first uh, game of the week? How about this for another rare matchup? Glenwood at Pacelli. I was asking around the newsroom. There's a lot of experience there, and I wanted to ask you here on this platform, have you ever seen an AISA and GHSA team, have, have these two teams ever really squared off? Not in football. Not in a meaningful football game. No. So you get to you get to pioneer this ground. Glenwood going under major changes with Jason Gibson leaving, but Ryan Nelson, a guy who part of the Jamie DuBose coaching tree from the area. I think, as you mentioned, his dad, uh, the field at, with a baseball field, yeah. is named after his father. Yeah, part of it, Darnell City. Nelson Field. So. Yeah, so Darnell Nelson Field for the Phoenix City Red Devils, uh, Central Red Devils. So obviously his family is well-known in the area. This is a guy who was ready to be a coach. I think he was at Griffin High. He was on yep. the coaching staff there. He gets to be the head coach of this area for a small, a small, sure, a small private school that loves their football. Mm-hmm. So now you go across the river to play Pacelli. A small Catholic school here in the area. That loves their football. That loves their football. Dwight Jones finally capturing the Brucelli jug to bring it back to the Vikings. This was a team when I first got here and a program that needed to find its identity. Brookstone was a well-oiled machine. They're under a new head coach now, which we can talk about Rance Gillespie another time. Because we'll talk about him next week when yeah. Brookstone makes their season debut. So that's outstanding. And then you look at this team. I, I just think it's a fun matchup. We talked to Chuck Williams, who shared on social media, that he's always wondered what would happen. He always wondered what would happen when Pacelli, Brookstone, these other schools line up and just say, you know what, Glenwood, Chambers Academy, let's see what happens. And we got to talk about the reason why that's possible with Absolutely. Brookstone and Pacelli moving Jack to is the, the GIAA. Uh, Jack is the red tape expert on this, so I appreciate you educating me on this. You are a Columbus native, so school us real quick. So, ba- so basically, um, Brookstone and Pacelli leaving the GHSA, uh, I'll I think there were a group of 15 schools that moved right. from the GHSA to the GIAA. So, an you know, opportunity for Brookstone and Pacelli. They're going to be playing teams that we haven't seen around here a lot. Now, they, there are some familiar faces. Like, we'll see Stratford Academy here. We'll see Mount yeah. DeSales. Um, Bro- uh, we'll FPD? See, no? Uh, 
I'm not certain. I know FPD is in the GIAA now, but I don't know if they're in their region. Gotcha. But it's again, they're, they're teams that we saw. Like when you talk small private school, elite schools, when it comes to sports, the Brookstones, FPDs, Mount DeSales, they're all, they're all the exactly. same league. But the regulations are off now to play. Like it was kind of like GHSA is right there. Don't touch it. Now let's play. Exactly. So, you know, and it, it, it all comes down to, you know, with private schools, you know, there's different sets of rules than the public schools. So for the, for now, it, you know, those restrictions are kind of off and, you know, they can kind of do what they, you know, do what's best for the kids and, you know, help them, you know, get to where they want to go. So by all means, I can't wait. I, you know, we get these opportunities. We get Glenwood Pacelli week one, we get Brookstone Glenwood week two, man. So talk about Ryan Nelson lining up a challenge for his boys. Huh? I can't, I can't wait. I'm happy to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been something that we've been waiting for for a long time. We're finally going to get to see it and we don't have to wait long to do it. Week one and week two. So, and and one of those things too, it, have you in your time here always looked across the river, like where you see Pacelli and you see a Glenwood and you wonder what would happen? Yes. So that, that's been a curiosity of yours. Yes. I've only been here for five years and seeing that I'm like, Man, these the these fan bases, they're smaller schools, but it would be a lot of fun, y'all. Absolutely. I expect the atmosphere at Dymo Field to be absolutely electric on Friday night. It reminds me when you do a home and home. Like yep. you get those really crazy home and home matchups between legendary schools, like when Georgia and Notre Dame announced yep. a home and home. Is on a smaller scale, this is kind of like it. I mean, kind of sort of because you don't see this. And I I'm so excited. Like you you don't you see this in football. Like you see it you you might see it in other sports like maybe baseball. Basketball's very basketball, easy to do it. You know, but you you know, you have more a little bit more leeway, but you don't really see it in football. But to see this opportunity in football, you like it's it's definitely different, but I can't wait for it. And that, there's a lot of payoff that I think could be had here as well is that Pacelli is a team under uh, under Coach Dwight that's ready to make that next step, winning the Brucelli Jug, becoming that uh, established power here in the city at that level. Ryan Nelson needs to help identify his team. They need to learn how to be with him. And Ryan Nelson, for if, if you don't know him, is a guy who knows how to win. When you're on the staff of a Jamie DuBose and you're on you're, you're at Griffin High School, you don't get those jobs unless you have a resume. Mm-hmm. So Coach Nelson is a guy who I'm so excited for, and he also knows the area. You don't you aren't bringing in a, a guy who doesn't know the, the area too well, who knows the area. People in the area know his family. He's going to attract good dudes there. So yep. I wouldn't be surprised if we see dudes at that level go to either group, group of five schools, power five schools. Same thing with Pacelli. I can't wait to see this game. Man. Like, I, I am in – of all the games we have this week – this one intrigued me the most. And, I, you know, I'm thrilled that it's our game of the week. I cannot wait. And the fact that the fans also showed out. Co- coach Corey Black, I'm going to kind of expose you here, Coach Black. He was kind of checking in with us every single day. Like, all right, where is it? Where, where's the poll at? Where's As a coach, the poll closes on Monday. I really enjoyed this, though. Um, just talking with our leadership and talking with Jack as well. We're going to try and do this a little bit more often. Like, yeah. when there are weeks that are clearly we need help. Because I looked at Jack, and we both had a pretty heated debate. And we ended up with, like, I don't know what to do week one. Yeah, just throw throw your hands up. I just the, this emoji. I don't know. There, there were about there, we picked four, but there were really about six different games yeah. that we could have picked. So, <laughs> thank you for all the fan help. Really excited to see this happen. And people are gonna wonder like, why didn't you pick the bigger schools? I get that it's not the biggest school in the area, but this is a school and a matchup that's gonna matter. Yep. And that's what we look for. Exactly. We tr- we we look for the games that are gonna you know matter. And, and, like also, this is a really intriguing game, and we try to get the games there kind of kind of like rivalries or the big matchups. So you got Hewitt Trustful Central that was on there. That's a top five matchup. You oh got yeah, Trooper Harris, which is a rivalry that they play every year. Oh yeah, you know you look at 
Opelika and Callaway, they've had classics for like the last five years. So, you know, we try to, you know, cast a wide net, if you will. And it'll be really, really great to see a first-time matchup. You don't get to see a lot of firsts these days, so really exactly. exciting to see that. So that is going to do it for week one of the Prep Zone Preview. Season nine, baby. Exactly. On Your Sidelines presents the Prep Zone Preview. I should probably get used to saying that. So, <laughs> but, but all by all means, definitely check out the Prep Zone 11-15, 10-15 Central on Friday night. We are back, baby. So what, this is year five for you, Rex? Year five for me, my and friend. this is New Metal DS for me. A decade Number of excellence with Jack Patterson on the Prep Zone, y'all. I cannot believe it's been 10 years. So, but... As always, like we do on on your sidelines, Rex, where can the people find us? Guys, thank you so much for checking us out. All right, so this podcast can still be found and available on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, everywhere that you can find it. Check it out on WRBL.com. We're back into a rhythm now that, you know, the football season is here. Jack, we love sharing our social, uh, the stuff about our matchups on our social media pages. Where can they find us on social? You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Jay Patterson TV. Rex is at Rex Castillo TV. Of course, you can follow us on Facebook as well. WRBL Rex Castillo, WRBL Jack Patterson. And don't forget to follow those News 3 Sports accounts as well at WRBL Sports on both Facebook and Twitter. Rex, I know I normally host this show, yeah. but this is still on your sidelines, so take us home. I appreciate you, good brother. So at this time, guys, the Prep Zone preview still going strong. We'll be able to show you here on your sidelines. It's going to be a great time talking high school football as we're here right back yet again on your sidelines everywhere. You can't get rid of us, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. See you guys next week.